Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome. Welcome to Warriors Wrap-Up. And Andre Curry takes another three. It's up and good! He's got 62! On 95.7, the game. Pass to Wiseman off the pick and he finds it for a dunk. Jam! Oh, by Oubre! He caught it right at the restricted area and slammed it home with a left hand. Here's John Dickinson and Ryan Covey. Covey. Waiting with the dribble. Bounce pass to Caldwell Pope, who fumbled it, gets it back to James. Shot clock at seven. James doubles to Caldwell Pope inside. He almost traveled. Now he throws it back out to James. James with a desperation three. It's good with 58.2 to go. 103-100. And the Lakers would go on to win 103-100. Tim Roy on the call there. LeBron James, uh, an all-time great with an all-time great shot to break the hearts of the Warriors on this night. 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. It's Warriors Wrap-Up with John Dickinson and Ryan Covey here on 95.7 The Game. A lot to get to, uh, Covey. An excellent first half for the Golden State Warriors. Just textbook to lead 55-42. to The defense was on point. Draymond Green, for crying out loud, basically stole the soul of Anthony Davis in that first half with the level of play defensively. The ball was moving. The three-point shot was starting to fall. But uh, in the third quarter, everything changed. Fouls and turnovers, a bugaboo for the Warriors all season long. It allowed the Lakers back into the game. The Warriors had a, a hell of a hell of a bounce back themselves once they got down in the fourth quarter. Uh, and this thing ends up with uh, LeBron making a huge shot and the Warriors unable to come up with a couple of big makes in, in the final minute or two. Yeah, you give them credit for showing up and, and they showed a lot of heart uh, in the first half in particular with their defensive effort uh, led by Draymond. As good as Draymond was defensively in the first half, he was pretty poor offensively in the second half, and they just need him to be the facilitator. And they were sloppy with the rock. It started in the third turno- in the third quarter with all those turnovers. And, you know, yeah, you get credit for, you know, picking yourself up. They were down seven in the fourth quarter, and, and it felt like it could even have been more at that point. I mean, the Lakers were rolling. Um, Warriors got right back in the game. But, you know, late-game execution. I watched the replay of, of the LeBron three – Caldwell Pope lifted his plant foot like it's it's ever so slight, but he did. And it was a travel, but they're never going to call that rest called everything else in this game tonight uh, against the Warriors. I mean, you just can't screen in the NBA anymore. Apparently, Um, every other generation of basketball would just be so sad watching that. Um, And I know it sounds like sour grapes. Look, I'm not a Warrior fan. I'm just a basketball fan. And I don't like watching referees decide a game like that. And you give the Lakers credit. Look, the Lakers ramped it up defensively. They played like champions. They did. Uh, But for the Warriors to beat the defending champs in their house and overcome that officiating, it's a bridge too far. So um, you you, you lick your wounds, you learn from it, and and you take it out on Memphis on Friday because what the heck else can you do? Yeah, and the Warriors are going to have to bounce back quickly in this one. Obviously, 6 o'clock on Friday now is the elimination game that the Warriors are going to have to play uh, against the Grizzlies. 888-957-9570. Look, this is a night for fans to call us up and vent about whatever you want. You want to tip your cap to the Lakers. You want to talk about uh, you know who, who didn't maybe step up offensively in the second half. The turnovers, if you do want to vent uh, about the officiating, I didn't think it had a, a, an impact on the game in any 
you know, dramatic way, one way or another. Uh, but again, this is a, an open forum for people uh, that, that want to step in and want to have that conversation. We're here for it, and we'll be here for it uh, as long as you want to. 888-957-9570. 29 points off turnovers uh, for the Lakers, the Warriors had eight turnovers in the second or in the third quarter, rather, uh, and that's where this thing flipped uh, on Golden State. Uh, just a little bit too casual with the basketball. I, I felt like a lot of the turnovers weren't really forced, and this is a night where it's the headliners. It's Curry six, it's Draymond six. Uh, and uh, you know, with 14 of the 20, those are the guys that need to have the ball in their hands. But there were too many of those just kind of careless ones that I think gave the Lakers life at a point where you knew they were going to attempt to make a push being down 13. And, and really, it's funny because I, I thought the Warriors could have been down more in the fourth and they got back in it. I actually thought the, the Warriors could have been up 20 in the first half and maybe it actually oh, yeah. turned this game into a blowout. But the Lakers were just kind of hanging around. You knew they would make their push. And the turnovers just helped helped stabilize the Lakers, frankly, in that third quarter and give them another opportunity to try and come back and win this game. Yeah, it gave them life. I mean, no, no question. And, and look, that's, that's a big ask to knock out the champs in, in the first half of a game. And, heck, the Warriors almost did it. They were swinging away, and uh, they were in a terrific rhythm in the first half. Guys were stepping up, making plays. They got off to a really nice start. And, you know, it wasn't even Steph. Steph didn't get his first bucket until, what, about five minutes left in the first quarter? Like, other guys were stepping up. And, you know, you, you look up, and it was really the job they were doing defensively, getting stops, getting out in transition. It's, it's the classic recipe for the Warriors. Uh, but then everything kind of switched. Uh, you know, clearly the Lakers went in at the half. They made some adjustments. They went small. AD playing at the five. Uh, and we talked about that before the game extensively, really the last couple of days leading up to the game. Um, would it behoove the Lakers to try and, you know, play the Warriors and, and essentially beat them at their own game? And, and they realized pretty early on, Vogel did, that that was going to be the way to do it. Uh, and, and they forced the Warriors into some turnovers. And, and I agree, like, a lot of those were of the unforced error variety. Um, but it was it, just a little bit careless. And, and while the Warriors had their chance to maybe land the death blow – you're never you don't ever put the champs away you don't ever put LeBron away till 48 minutes click off the clock anyway um but 13 points you you knew like that's that's a couple of minutes you know for these guys to go <laughs> yeah. on a run and and it and it's exactly what it was so you never felt like oh this thing's dialed I'm looking up thinking man this clock's ticking slow this clock's ticking slow and then all of a sudden you look up and you know hey you give the Lakers credit for coming back the way that they did but really I mean look JD it's a tie game late it's just late game execution. LeBron made a shot for the ages. And let me let me ask you this. When when the Warriors get the stop, they secure the rebound, the clock the seconds are just ticking off the clock. Like call timeout at, instantly or run a play. Like and, and push it. You can't like Steph's standing there dribbling. At that point, you gotta go. I mean, at that point, it's Steph, go take a three, like go go run it up and and pull up. Uh, or call a timeout immediately. No, you're absolutely right. I think if there is uh, there there is something to be questioned uh, as far as you know the decision making. And I know Steve Kerr came to half court when the when the Warriors couldn't get any action uh, in the final two seconds. But no, you're absolutely right. That, that you either need to go and get a shot up before they can foul you in that situation, or you need to call a timeout immediately and run an inbound play from half court once you get the rebound and you can advance it and, and try and tie the game that way. No, there, there's no. Right. No doubt about it, and the Warriors got caught in between, and it cost them what turned out to be, uh, I mean, what, 8 to 12 seconds, basically. It, it, it cost the Warriors uh, in, in a big-time moment. We got a lot of people that want to talk, 888-957-9570. Uh, let's get it started here. Full phone lines. We're going to run through them. Al and Alameda gets us started tonight. Warriors wrap up. J.D. and Covey on 95.7 The Game. What's up, Al? Yes, hi. Good evening. Thank you for taking my call here. Hey, you just hit the, you just hit it right right there in the nose there about about the uh, question about this uh, Warriors on, on on like nine seconds uh, nine seconds left in fourth quarter there you know Curry could have called timeout and he just dribbled 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 till the last two seconds there that's my question that's one of my questions there and also in the beginning of the third quarter we were really. We started wrong there, you know, beginning of the third foul, foul on Looney, okay, 11-26 in third quarter, fouled on Green already, a really bad start there. Green, base more, turnover, all this thing kind of uh, evolved, and, and uh, Lakers just took advantage of that. You know, they grinded down all the way till till they took the, 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 the lead there. And we couldn't 
you can't really get uh, someone to like uh, pull or someone to scano. And Curry was taking the uh, the heat there, but he needs someone else there. And yep. that's 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 the part that I don't understand. Why? What's, what happened to Pascal? Is he hurt? I, I don't know what happened. Yeah, we need Thank, yeah thanks, Al. Pascal's not hasn't been playing. He's been injured. Uh, I know we talked in the pregame. You know, maybe if there was a ninth man that Kerr was going to go to, maybe Pascal would be there. But the reality is, he's barely played in a couple of months. He's just coming back from an injury, and that's not near enough time for Steve Kerr to to give him some action. We're with you 100% on the timeout. And, yeah, as far as the the fouls go, we said fouls and turnovers. The Lakers were in the bonus at 9.17 to go in the third quarter. Uh, So, I mean, right, and they were already on the way back from 13 down at that point. With the the first set of free throws, it was already a a four-point game. Uh, The the Lakers actually cut it to one. The Warriors then pushed it back out uh, to to 12 uh, at at that point. But then the Lakers were on them again into the quarter and then the beginning uh, of that fourth quarter. Yeah, and look, the eight-man rotation uh, has earned the right to to play this game tonight, and and for the majority of this game, they played well enough to win. Uh, They just came up a little short. Yeah, just came up a little bit short indeed. Let's get to Dave and Alameda. Dave, you're up next here on 95.7 The Game. Thank you. You know, it's it's too bad that Steph Curry, you know, didn't score 40 because most of us are saying it's going to have to, it's going to take him anywhere from, you know, 35 to 45 points to win. But it, it, the game shouldn't even have been that close. The Lakers struggled the whole first half. You're right. The Warriors should have won by 40. And they, they were so sloppy with the, the basketball. It's kind of indicative of what they've been doing all year. And Coach Kerr and Curry looked exactly like they did against LeBron and the Cavaliers in uh, the second championship when Curry threw the ball away and, and Curry didn't call a timeout. It's like they were both having this flashback or something. And we were, and us fans are having a flashback too. Because that was a brutal loss. And uh, it's too bad because it's just it's indicative of the of the you know signing Clay Thompson to that max deal and then, dry, and then drafting Weissman. It's just totally coming to bite us, you know, right now because we oh shouldn't God. have never signed Thompson, Clay Thompson. All right, Dave. Come on, Come on all right, dude. Dave. Appreciate it. I mean that that's not what tonight's I'm not here all for about. Yeah, that's not what tonight's all about. Like we can have conversations about about you know the trajectory of the Warriors in the coming years and what was good and what was bad. There was nothing the Warriors could have done other than re-sign Clay Thompson. We're not we're not going to give that a bunch much oxygen, uh, you know, on on tonight's Warriors wrap up show. As far as just looking at the balance tonight, you know, one of the big keys in the pregame covey was Steph had to go off, which he did, 37 points, even though the Lakers made him work for it. He still was 6 of 9 from 3. Wiggins only hit 1-3. He was in that 21 range. It was efficient at 10 of 18. He played excellent, especially in the first half. But beyond that, they didn't get the the really the, the, the five guys that we talked about them needing, they didn't get. Bazemore had 10. Poole had 10. Poole's 10 was better looking than Bazemore's at, at 3 for 10. And Bazemore missed a lot uh, at the basket uh, tonight. Yeah. 3 of 5 from 3, 0 of 5 from 2. So and, and Draymond gave him 2 tonight. So we talked about Steph and Wiggins and then two or three other guys. The Warriors really didn't get the two or three other guys. Now, because they played such exceptional defense for good stretches of this game it almost felt like it wasn't going to matter and the Warriors were still in a position to win it but when you look back at the end of the night and you take some of the emotion away from the final couple of minutes the Warriors only scored 100 points and they they didn't get enough offense for as good as their defense was yeah and and I think you know we can I don't think it's out of pocket to say Draymond Green had a terrific game defensively and he had a poor game offensively. It happens. It's okay. Like Draymond needed to do a little bit more scoring. He was 0 of 5, missed a couple of layups. I know he had a couple, you know, one three in particular I could think of to, to maybe beat the a clock. That would have been nice. Too. Yeah, absolutely. And he, but he was he was terrific defensively. Yeah, he got swatted by AD. Um but he was he was poor offensively. You know, Jordan Poole had a chance to hit a corner 3. Uh that would have been a huge bucket in this basketball game down the stretch it was a good look and I know the shot clock was winding down it rimmed out but um, you know even Andrew Wiggins was really good in the first half and kind of faded away in the second half so it was just it was too many passengers in the second half and they were kind of trying to hold on and it was Steph you know trying to be Steph to the rescue uh, which you know normally he can do it but against a a dug-in Lakers defense it was tough they lose by three Steph got 37 we said he was probably going to need 40 or more to win well you know if he got 41 they would have won so I mean it's it kind of came down to that too 
Let's get to Travis and Concord. Travis, you're up next here on Warriors Wrap-Up. What's up, Travis? Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for taking my call. I, I'm calling the vent just a little bit, you know. Um, I do feel like the refs kind of had a little bit to do with the output of the game. Just, you know, the last, like, nine minutes of the fourth quarter, there was a couple foul calls that were just kind of real suspect, you know. I mean, I know each team probably gets suspect foul calls throughout the game, but two that that just jump out at me are the one where uh, Poole was going up for a layup and um, LeBron, like, bodies him, you know, and there's no call. That one, I mean, was clear. Um, and then the other one where Draymond was uh, setting a little uh, screen for, I think it was Bazemore who was shooting a three from the corner. Um, and, uh, you know, Davis does like an acting job and kind of like flails off of him and they call that one. I mean, those were two that were like ridiculous um, that I could think of. And there was, you know, maybe a, maybe one or two more that were pretty suspect. I mean, the one where uh, uh, Caldwell Pope traveled, you know, it was like, come on. I, I mean, obviously they're not going to call that at the end of the game. But that's the point. Like, this was pretty much, you could say, a playoff game. I mean, play play in, you know. Um, they got to let them play, you know. So that was kind of disgusting. I would have liked to have saw, seen a little bit more out of Poole uh, as far as his scoring. I mean, you know, Bazemore's not been scoring quite as consistently as Poole lately. Uh, I think Poole has a little bit more offensive power. Um, but, you know, those two guys not hitting their uh, their shots as much hurt us definitely. And then Clay, or I mean, not Clay, um, Stephen Curry, you know, he, he had a good night as far as scoring and stuff, but sometimes you can just tell he gets a little bit flustered when he's dribbling the ball and um, and he makes a sloppy pass, you know, and it's like, yeah. man, sometimes he, it just feels like he's trying to be like a Harlem, Harlem Globetrotter out there, just pass the ball, get it to the next guy, and then, you know, run around, get open for a shot. You know, it's like stop trying to, trying to do too much sometimes. I don't know. That's just how I felt. Uh, but, yeah, uh, that one call talking about Clay, I'm uh, – Dude, I'm totally glad they got Clay. I mean, he's going to be around. Hopefully, he stays with the Warriors, you know, throughout his career. All right, that's all I got. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Travis. Appreciate it. Let's go to Chris in West Oakland. Chris, you're up next here on Warriors Wrap Up. What's up, Chris? Hey, guys. Yeah, you know, I'm not going to so much vent as much as, yeah, we let an opportunity uh, get away. And you know, Draymond. Yeah, I, I think saying he was poor offensively is being is being kind. He was non-existent. And as great as he is, and all the things you do, especially without a Clay Thompson, you can't have a guy play thirty-five or forty minutes against the defending champs and score zero, two points, zero field goals, and think you're going to win. But the two things I'm going to hit on real quick, and I I kind of disagree with Travis real quick. Sometimes I don't think Steph does enough. As great as he was tonight, he only shot twenty-three shots tonight. I'll give you an example the end of the third quarter. I'd have rather seen him pull up double-teamed and launch a three than give a wide-open Draymond. Sometimes the right play isn't always the right play when you're a Steph Curry, and it's NBA 101. If I'm Steve Kerr, oh, and this game, real quick, guys, the 19-point swing at the end of the third to beginning of the fourth, Steph shot one shot. There's times when I think Kerr needs to remind the rest of these guys, if you get something from Steph, especially if you're Bazemore, Mulder, et cetera, it's okay. Quit hunting your own shots, but remember where our bread is buttered. And I know this, coming down Friday night, if I'm Steve Kerr, I want Steph shooting 30 or 35 shots. I'm not going to get knocked out of the playoffs because the right basketball play is to pass to Michael Mulder. I'm riding <laughs> Steph Curry into the ground. I think we'll be fine. We let one get away tonight, but I think we'll be fine. I just hope they just keep doing what they do, but I want Steph to be even more aggressive on the offensive end. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it, Chris. Yeah, I mean, just look at the game against Memphis going back to Sunday, right? Uh, a career-high 36 field goal attempts, and on a night where he's 9 of 22 from 3, he's still able to go for 46. You, you can't do that every night. You you can pick your spots to do it. I think Steph is a is a, an unselfish player at heart. He's an incredibly intelligent player uh, for, for as dominant as he is. But, uh, you know, I, I, it didn't feel like Steph left shots out there to me in this one. No, I, I think he was he was hunting them. I, I think that the the uh, there were times he was a little sloppy with the basketball, but I mean you could maybe chalk that up to a little bit of fatigue too. I mean okay, these guys have had to play so much hoop down the stretch, so you know I'm I'm not going to crush him for that. I'll say this: like 
Okay, bring on Memphis on Friday, absolutely, because what the hell else can you do, right? But you talk about missing a golden opportunity. They could have snatched the seven seed tonight, and it was there for the taking. Then they'd be playing the Phoenix Suns, rested, heading into Sunday, yeah. a team with outside of Chris Paul, not a lot of playoff experience. Now it's beat the Grizzlies for a chance to go play the Jazz. And by the way, they're packing fans in Utah, uh, so that's going to be no easy task. That's the, the path just got exponentially tougher. It was always going to be an uphill battle for a seven seed or an eight seed to win a, a playoff series but now you still have to play one more play in game get through that just for the right now to play the much harder matchup in the first round so a lot a big opportunity was missed tonight yeah and the the frustrating part tonight no question for the Warriors was I I always look at a game as did you play a winning game or did you play a losing game and and I thought you know neither team was perfect but I think the Warriors for more minutes in this game played a winning game than the Lakers did the Lakers just in in the minutes where they played the better game you know had it had a greater differential and you know and I think it was close it wasn't like the Lakers totally stole it because they got much better in the second half and I think they also got better when when Vogel you know they've got some weird stuff going on now this is in the Lakers post game but they got some weird stuff going on because (laughs) they were playing the wrong players a lot tonight like Schroeder was pretty terrible for the most part and Drummond was awful and yet those guys were still out there and I'm, I'm thinking damn like he's really going to go down with these guys but Caruso was good and Anthony Davis at the five was was really good and eventually you know it felt like he figured that out just enough uh, you know, th- those guys played just enough minutes to where the Lakers could eke it out uh, in this one tonight. But but yeah, the, the frustrating part is that the Warriors really did come out and they played an excellent first half. I mean, excellent, like like borderline perfection in terms of the defense and the ball movement and the intent and the way Draymond played defensively against Davis and Wiggins against LeBron. I mean, they looked they looked like they were just at a different speed than the Lakers in the first half. And yeah, you, you'd like to be able to carry that home toward a couple of days off and being able to prep against a team like the Suns. Now you're going boom, boom, boom. You, you know, you got to get over this one, play Memphis, and then it's you know right back at it Sunday night if you win that game in Salt Lake City. Yeah, and the good news is Memphis also had to, you know, gut out a game tonight where they had a lead and the Spurs came back and and played it down to the wire. So Memphis didn't get to throw it into cruise control. That game went down to the final couple minutes. So um, that and then, of course, they have to travel back out to the West Coast where the Warriors only have to fly up north. You know, it's kind of interesting, J.D. You know, we know LeBron and A.D. and, you know, they miss so much time. The Lakers are are still kind of figuring it out, right? What it's like to have both of their stars back where everybody fits in. Uh, There's been some discontent there. I mean, this team, you know, they're the defending champs and they ended up at the seventh seed doesn't matter how you got there guys are going to be frustrated around that so I felt like in the first half the Warriors rode the wave of you know them winning six games on the bounce at home to end the season and mess around and finish six games over 500 like they're they were stock up heading into the postseason the Lakers weren't necessarily stocked down because they had kind of righted the ship but they still weren't in a you know certainly not in the, the groove that the Warriors were in so that kind of carried into the first half uh, but then you know the Lakers they, they showed their championship medal I think it helped having some fans in there tonight and um you know Anthony Davis was pretty bad in the first half and he started to get his going in in the second half so it was just you know a a game of fine margins I agree with you it was both teams played pretty good at stretches and both teams played rather poor at stretches but you know it was it was the thinnest of margins tonight and I mean let's face it like LeBron James made an epic shot tonight he made an epic shot with the clock expiring over Steph from way downtown. It was a Steph Curry-esque shot in Steph's face. Like, you got to give LeBron credit for that. It's nobody's fault. Sometimes you just got to tip your cap. It's unfortunate because the Warriors had their chances, but that's the way it goes, man. Let's get to Dave and Conquer. Dave's up next here. Hey, Dave, you're on 95.7 The Game. What's up, man? Oh, what's up, fellas? I just got done watching the highlights. Man, the first half, they had great help defense. The Warriors did in the second half, my girl's kicking me out. In the second half, oh my god, uh, it was like the Academy Awards. I don't know about Wesley Matthews and LeBron James that shadow elbow to the chin, Wesley taking that screen. I, for me, I don't think the Warriors the Warriors lost this game. I think it was more of the refs taken out of their hands. And that's all I gotta say. All right, appreciate the call, Dave. Eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero. Triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. Warriors wrap up here on ninety five seven. The game. Uh, I I did think Wes Matthews sold the the illegal screen on Draymond a little bit. I didn't think it was egregious. 
I didn't have the, the Caldwell Pope travel live. Like, that wasn't even something that I noticed live. So I, I didn't even make a note of that one. Uh, and then, you know, the other one I thought, you know, the officials got right, which typically they don't get right, is when LeBron got fouled and, and, and hit, you know, with Draymond on that play yeah. and he went down. I mean, typically that's always a flagrant foul if there's any contact, whether there's intent or not. And I thought I thought the Warriors were actually going to get the, the, the tough end of that call the whole time they were reviewing it. I was expecting that to be a flagrant foul, and then it wasn't. And I thought, well, that's – that's unusual, <laughs> like, like yeah. and and in a good way. So I, I think you know that could have been a real, you know, catastrophic call. Frankly, one that actually could have impacted things, and it wouldn't have necessarily been wrong by the letter of the law. So uh, I, I had it a little bit more even, but but there are definitely a, a few plays that that we could at least have a conversation about. Yeah, and and it was a lot of the screening, and you know, some of the offensive fouls called on the Warriors. It, it was just, it just seemed like. The Lakers were, it seemed like it was just tilted towards, we're going to make sure the Lakers get the calls. And I know that's a cynical view, and the Lakers are playing at home. And, and look, the Warriors weren't executing, so you know they, they have to take their blame for that as well. Um, but there were just a, a couple of junctures tonight where I just felt like, can you just let them play basketball, please? Uh, and and I, it just got a little whistle happy for me. And, and I felt like there was a lot of flopping, man. And in, in, in the NBA, for whatever reason, all that flopping just gets rewarded time after time, and it dilutes what's a terrific game. It was still a great game. Um, and I'm not usually one. I mean, J.D., we've done a lot of postgame shows together. I'm not, I'm not the one that usually, oh, the refs did this. I just thought the officiating was poor tonight. I thought it was very Lakers-centric. And, you know, it's, it, the Warriors are never going to be able to beat the Lakers and the refs on, on the same night. That's always going to be an uphill challenge. So that's the way I saw it. I'm sticking to it. Mo in West Oakland. Mo, you're up next here on, on Warriors Wrap-Up. What's up, Mo? Jay Diddle, Kobezy. Man, I was – I enjoyed the game. I enjoyed the game. Yes, it was some ugly moments, some good moments. But, fellas, it kind of reminded me of Larry Bird and uh, 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 Magic Johnson matchup. When you got two of the greatest players playing right now, I really got a lot out of that game. I saw that uh, Jordan Poole, he's not really ready for the lights, it don't seem like. Uh, JTA, he is. Um they just need to execute a little bit better coming out of the third quarter. They like, I think they're like fifth this year, and at, at in the past they had been first coming into the fourth, third quarter, blowing teams out. So they just got to get it together coming out of that half, man. But uh, I've seen a lot, and uh, I've seen a lot even for next year. If, if, even though I'm not supposed to be going that far, but it just took me there. <laughs> but fellas, I had a good time. It was a great game, good show. Peace out. Yeah, it was a it was an excellent game. It really was no highly competitive. You know, I, I thought you know good intentions both way for, both ways from both teams. There were times where both teams, you know, had some ugly basketball, but I think you know defense was a part of it. There was some great shot making. I thought both ways. You know, from from some big time players, including you know Stephen Curry and LeBron James. The one thing I will disagree, I didn't I didn't feel like Poole was there wasn't anything wrong. I didn't feel like there was anything wrong with Jordan Poole's game tonight that where wow. I would say not ready for the bright lights or anything like that. I mean, he had a couple of uh, big shots and, and attacked the rim and, and, you know, probably got fouled on that, on that play, uh, you know, where, where LeBron went up against him. And, and I'll be honest, I, I thought his three, I mean, that was an incredible offensive possession when they got him for the three uh, late in the corner and, and he missed it. I mean, the Warriors were, the Lakers were all over the place. And I'm thinking, God, they're not even going to get a shot. But the ball movement, and, and they're able to zip it out and get a great look. I mean, I thought that shot was going in uh, at, at that too. point. I mean, that's that's how much confidence, you know, because Jordan Poole had hit one to put the Warriors up, uh, you know, in the middle of the fourth quarter as they were starting to maybe take control of it, it felt like a little bit. So uh, nothing for Jordan Poole to me, I, I thought, was was a negative or, a, oh, he wasn't ready for the moment. Like, miss me with that, Covey. No, 100%. And if he hit that corner three, and, and look, Jordan Poole has earned the right at this point to take that three, and I agree with you. I'm like, oh, they're not even going to get a shot off. They make the extra pass. Poole gets it off, and I'm like, I, I literally stood up and did, like, the hammer drop, like, oh, that's in, and then, ah, oh, it rims out, which it goes like that sometimes. But this is what I'm talking about as it applies to, to next year and beyond. 
This experience is going to serve Jordan Poole so well. He got a taste of it tonight, right? He got a taste of, you know, the end of the regular season in that game against Memphis uh, on Sunday, what that was all about, that intensity. This was clearly on a whole nother level, playing the Lakers, playing game, big stakes. He got a taste of that tonight. I think he showed up fine, and I think it bodes well for his future. For a guy that ostensibly is playing in his first playoff game tonight, he played fine. Jordan Poole, Jordan Poole is going to be part of this rotation next year. He can score. He can play in this league. Uh, this experience is going to serve him very well hopefully he'll have a playoff series to have some moments in as well so he can learn even more all right he's brian covey i'm john dickinson 888-957-9570 we'll hear from steve kerr we'll hear from jta we've got uh, post game sound to get to still time for some more phone calls it's warriors wrap up on 95.7 the game call from mom answer it call silenced instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can conquer it I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Curry, doubled, dribbles on Caruso, penetrates, throws it out to Draymond, back to Curry, quick release. And a splash over LeBron James on the right sideline. He is remarkable. Five of eight from distance. Now, back to Warriors Wrap-Up with John Dickinson and Ryan Covey on 95.7 The Game. Stephen Curry there, Tim Roy on the call. Curry would finish 6 of 9 from 3, 37 points, but it wasn't enough. Lakers eke out a 103-100 win over the Warriors, so they advance as the 7 seed in the Western Conference playoff picture. They will take on Phoenix. That series begins on Sunday. The Warriors now dip down into the... uh, the elimination portion of the play-in tournament in the Western Conference. That means they host the Grizzlies 
Friday evening at Chase Center. So the Grizzlies come all the way back. They were here on two, on Sunday, flew back to take on the Spurs tonight, and they'll be coming back to the West Coast to take on the Warriors on Friday. And that game is a 6 o'clock tip. The Warriors have also, uh, you know, tickets have gone on sale for that one. And, and we also want to let everybody know, Covey, you want to be listening to the Morning Roast tomorrow because they're going to be giving away a pair of tickets to Friday's game tomorrow morning between 7.30 and 8 a.m. So they've got you covered for the game, elimination game in the play-in tournament Friday night. 7.30 to 8 a.m. is when you want to be listening tomorrow. Uh, Kate and Bonte and Shasky, uh, they're going to be giving away tickets to Friday's game. That is one you will definitely, Covey, want to be at. 100%. And, man, I wish we could be out there. I was hoping at some point we'd get out there this year. Uh, I would love nothing more than to be out there. Maybe I'll I'll call under one of my aliases, J.D., and try and win me some tickets. Um, but then I'd have to let Knuckles in Pleasant right Hill, there. they're going to know it's you, man. If you say <laughs> Knuckles in Pleasant Hill, they're just going to know. know. you got to use a different think- name. <laughs> hundred percent. I'll be Ron Mexico. Uh, you know, I'll go with the old Michael Vick moniker. I don't know. I got to think of something. Maybe maybe I'll hit up my old partner, Butch, and see if he can rig it up. No, it's all good. Um, somebody's going to win some tickets to that. That's pretty fly. Um, and, and that's going to be a hell of a game, man. Uh, look, Memphis, they're not going to roll over. Like, they look, Valanchunas gave the Warriors some problems early in that game. Like, you know, John now got a taste of uh, of the playing tournament and what that's all about. And you know what? Like, they had they thought they had that game in pocket. Spurs came back tonight, but Memphis still closed them out. So Memphis, you know, probably it looked like, you know, it, when it was all said and done, they learned a little something tonight, too. So I think the Warriors should win that game. But just like the Lakers found out tonight, one game situation, anything goes, man. So it's not I, I know a lot of people are already talking about it. Well, they already beat the Grizzlies, so they're going to they'll take care of the Grizzlies. Well, you still got to go out there and execute for 48 minutes. Yeah, and, and that's the point where I, I can understand maybe if there's a little bit of confusion or frustration among the fan base where you go, wait a minute, the Warriors just beat the Grizzlies to finish eighth, and now they lost to the Lakers, and they have to beat the Grizzlies again just to finish eighth. But so it goes as far as this play-in tournament uh, in 2021. It is it, it is a little confounding, but again, everybody sure. knows the rules going into it. Uh, and, and so the Warriors and Grizzlies, uh, each team you know, getting a shot, basically, two out of three right the Grizzlies had to win the Grizzlies or the Warriors uh, were going to have to win two out of three this week uh, in an attempt to uh, advance and uh, now they've both won one and lost one so the rubber match will be on Friday inside Chase Center 888-957-9570 a couple other things I wanted to get to here uh, the Warriors continue to be unable to to close games they've been better at it lately uh, even after you know, blowing some leads they were able to to obviously hold on and, and beat uh, the, the Jazz after blowing a lead, they beat the Grizzlies after uh, having a lead. They even beat the Pelicans after having a lead. So they've actually been better at it lately, unable to finish this one tonight. I know there was some uh, debate too, Covey, about you know, Steph Curry, you know, LeBron. We actually touched on this with Saint in the pregame. LeBron and, and, and Anthony Davis at times will start the fourth quarter. LeBron always does. Davis was out there with them. And you know Steph and Draymond are going to have to rest. And the Lakers in that little moment had a quick little 6-8-0 run right when the Warriors had let their lead that they had built back up slip. And that put the Warriors on the defensive to where they had to come back. I got to give Steve Kerr credit for this, though. He got Steph back in quickly, 10-23 to go, and Draymond was in at, at, at the 11-minute mark, basically. So uh, it, it slipped a little bit, but Kerr got him back in there. The Warriors just don't match minutes like that. So they give the opposition a little bit of an opportunity to to maybe go on a little bit of a run there, and the Lakers were able to take advantage. Yeah, and, and the non-Steph minutes in the second quarter actually went the Warriors' way. They got off to a tough start, but they were so good defensively, and then eventually they got it going. JTA got that transition bucket. Mulder hit a three. Um, you know, Wiggins uh, you know, went to the bucket and scored. So they actually ended up getting the advantage on the Lakers, and that was obviously a huge part of why the Warriors were rolling in the first half and feeling so good. Um, but, yeah, it was – you knew. Uh, like, Steph just simply, okay, go over there and catch your breath, kind of like the way Jordan used to do back in the day. It's not like you don't even really, quote, consider it rest. It's just a quick breather, um, and that was what was required. And, you know, it. heck, it, you could make the case. I know Warriors fans are like, wait, why is Steph coming out of the game? It's like, no, no, he he come out of the game for a hot second, but, like, it ain't going to be no five- or six-minute rest right here. You just don't have that luxury. So, yeah, 
Kerr gets credit for that. He got the heck back in there. But you could just tell, like, the Lakers, they, they had turned some things around, and they started feeding off their defensive play. The same way the Warriors were feeding off getting stops defensively and getting some easy buckets, the Lakers just kind of turned the tables on them in the second half. Uh, and, and let's face it, too. We got to give LeBron some props. His passing tonight, like the bounce passing, the vision, guys cutting towards the bucket, LeBron was feathering passes tonight. I mean, it's it was truly like something to behold, man. I know, oh, he's you know dressing it up with the drama and the eye poke. He got poked in the eye, like you could tell he got poked in the eye. I don't think he was he was putting any you know too much on that. But the passing from LeBron James is I know the three is what we'll, we'll always remember from this game. But man, the way that he was just setting guys up, JD, it, it's special when he's on like that. Yeah, it, it definitely is. And to your point about the, the defense, you know, the, the Warriors held the Lakers to 42 in the first half. The Lakers held the Warriors to 45 in the second half. So it was it was essentially an equal defensive performance from L.A. in that second half to flip the game. Let, let's get to Drew in Oakland here uh, on the phone lines. Hey, Drew, you're on Warriors Wrap-Up with J.D. and Covey. What's up, man? Hey, good evening, guys. Hey, I don't know about you, but I was at that uh... – that Oracle game. I don't know about you, but did you guys have flashbacks to when he did that to us at the Oracle about what six or seven years ago? He 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 rose up and shot that three, and then ended ended that game. So, um, uh, just devastating, man. But you know what? We had a feeling this might happen, and then going into the Memphis game on Friday night, we know we got to get past those guys, and they're coming across country again. So. It's not going to be easy. They're not going to lay down like you were saying, Kobe. But, um, you know, just to, to, to prove themselves, I think they're going to come out on fire again. And then, you know what, going forward, once we get past it, and I'll let you guys go here in a second, um, I think we, we shape up against Phoenix or Utah, I'm sorry, better than uh, the Lakers are going to uh, match up against Phoenix. What do you guys think about that? Appreciate it. You guys have yeah. a good night. Go Dubs. Thanks, Drew. I think the Warriors are going to bounce back. I don't I, look. I, I don't agree with that one. I, I think the yeah, I, I think the either. Lakers are going to have a great shot against Phoenix. I think the Warriors. I mean, I looked at the way the Warriors played the first half and the way the Warriors answered. I mean, look, the turnovers and the fouls were brutal in the third quarter. The, the the end of the third quarter, beginning of the fourth quarter was rough. The Warriors bounced back and put themselves in position to win. Like they could have got a really high level win with a shot here or a play there in the final. A couple of minutes of of this game, and I think they would have all of the freaking momentum if they if they were going to Phoenix with a couple of days off and and playing the Suns. Talking about the Warriors, I think the Lakers needed a game to kind of get their bearings about that. Like they had played a bunch of low, like they had come together with their guys back, but they were playing low level opponents, and it was kind of an open gym, and and they they got hit in the mouth by the Warriors in the first half. Like it was almost like. They, were, they weren't ready for playoff-level competition in the first half. They needed to kind of get knocked around a little bit before they woke up, in a way, because they hadn't, hadn't played you know, that level in a long time. And then I think they were able to play closer to that in the second half when Vogel played guys like Caruso and Wes Matthews and, and quit playing guys like you know, Drummond and, and Schroeder, who were just terrible at times. But, so I think the Lakers are going to shake it off and actually be pretty good against Phoenix. I think the Jazz are a tougher matchup. And I know the Warriors played very well against them. Covey in the last two meetings at Chase Center. But I, I think Utah has scores. They have defenders. They have all-stars. Like, I, they're deep. They're well-coached. Like, I think Utah, I know the records were similar, but I think they're on a different level than Phoenix. I would agree. And, and as far as it applies to the matchup with the Warriors, because – you know, you talk about being able to beat the Warriors at their own game and then some. Utah is a terrific defensive team that hits a bunch of threes. Like when the Warriors are at their best, they're playing great defense and they're hitting their threes. Uh, but Utah's deeper. I mean, there's no doubt about it. So, yeah, that's going to be a big ask. And, and look, you know, you got to travel to Salt Lake City um, and, and deal with everything that goes along with that. So that's look, if the Warriors and, and look, we're not I'm just not going to just categorically overlook Memphis off top like that's going to be no easy task either on Friday like I'd say if they played that game Friday 10 times the Warriors maybe win six of them maybe seven um, but that's it like Memphis has action on Friday so we don't want to forget about that but if somehow you know they get through this uh, guess what 
the the Jazz, just like any other team that's in the playoffs and not in the playing tournament, they're sitting around resting right now and, and getting ready. And so they're getting a much-needed breather. And I would be, you know, look, if the Warriors even push that series, if it is, you know, if they do get to face the Jazz, if they push that to six games, like that's a hell of a run. If they could win two games in that series, that would be a hell of a showing for the Warriors in the playoffs this year. They're, they're not going to win that series, like by and large. Is, is it possible? Of course it's possible, but it's highly, highly improbable and, and downright unlikely. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. And and just to, to let everybody know as well, 6 o'clock on Friday, we mentioned that. And, and if the Warriors win, the schedule has been announced for that first-round series uh, if the Warriors get to, to play the Jazz by virtue of their win on Friday. Sunday, Wednesday. So it's a quick turn for Game 1 from the game Friday. But then they'll get a couple of days off in between Game 1 and Game 2 and then a couple of days off between Game 2 and Game 3. So it's a quick turn to Game 1 with one day in between Sunday's Game 1, but it's Sunday, Wednesday, Saturday. Uh, wow. So uh, so there is some, some, some catch-up rest, if you will, for the Warriors if they can get through Friday and then you get through Sunday, which is obviously going to be a tough one, new series. But then you get a couple of days before the second game and you get a couple of days before the third game, which would be Saturday the 29th at Chase Center. And then Memorial Day Monday would be the second game at Chase Center game four of that series and then it's just every other day Saturday Monday Wednesday Friday Sunday all all the way into that first week of June if it winds up going uh, the distance you're listening to 95.7 the game KGMZ FM and HD1 San Francisco and Odyssey station it's John Dickinson and Ryan Covey it's Warriors wrap up here on 95.7 the game uh, still have a couple of callers here to get to we got some sound Let, let's get to Igor Igor's up next here in the city uh, what's up Igor I mean, great game, you know, but I just got to say this, man. Like, LeBron is so soft. It's like you're like 6'9", 280, you rolling around on the ground, all these calls that they get, and I don't, I hate to make it about the referees, but, like, Curry does, he gets abused. Doesn't say anything. He may say a couple of things. LeBron is all in the in the referee's face. Meanwhile, Draymond is getting technical fouls for who knows what. And it's like, come on, man! Like, it, LeBron is a softy, man. And then the whole Laker team is soft because he's a softy. And I just love yeah. the fact that I have Curry and Draymond, some real guys, not complaining, just doing them, and just you know, just trying to just trying to win, not trying to look for the rest. For hella calls. Thank y'all. Thanks, Igor. I- I'm going to say this. If you want to say LeBron, I- I'm I'm not going to call LeBron James soft like that. Like I'm 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 not I'm not letting like everybody's entitled to their opinion. I'm not co-signing to Le- LeBron. But you want to say he complains? You want to say he whines? You you want to say he politics for calls? Gets Fair preferential like, treatment? I- yeah. I-, I got <laughs> I got no argument on 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 any of that. I'm not. You can't call the dude soft. Like, I'm just, I I ain't rolling that way. No, he can be a bit of a prima donna. Absolutely. And I think he feels like his station in the NBA entitles him to a stronger measure of calls than your run-of-the-mill player. And we can debate, you know, the the right and wrong of that till we're blue in the face. And that's not exclusive to the NBA. That's all sports. So, um, and, and LeBron knows that and, and he understands that and he manipulates that. That's, you know, that's, that's all part of winning in his eyes so I don't think he looks at it that way but LeBron James is a baller he's a timer he's been doing this for a long time he he picked his team up by the scruff of their neck tonight and carried them to victory so he gets nothing but props for me for that the other stuff sometimes could be a little tired um but no he soft oh hell no And, and I mean Draymond Draymond spends half the freaking game lobbying and arguing and yelling and crying about calls. Yeah. And I'm not even saying it's wrong. He has, Somebody's got to stand up for these guys, and it's not going to be Steph. So Draymond takes that on himself. Somebody's got to play that role. That's just part of the NBA, lobbying the referees. Draymond, though, got that early technical. And how many times do you think tonight, like, oh, just be careful, Dre. Don't get run. Don't get run. Uh, and he, he walks that line. But, hey, like as Steve Kerr said a million times, Bob Myers and everybody else, that's just life with Draymond. Green. 
Yeah, it was it was a take technical, I thought, tonight. Like, I didn't think he was ever legitimately in danger, but he likes getting that first one almost to set the tone and, and, and in essence, dare the official. Like, okay, I'm giving you that first one early. I'm taking it. I'm cool with it, but you aren't giving me that second one. And, and you know, it's almost like a, a little bit of a power move, uh, you know, from Draymond tonight. I don't think he ever got close to getting the second one tonight, but, but you're right. It always is in the back of your mind, like, hey, you do that to the wrong dude, and he may run you from a from a playoff game, uh, and and then it becomes a you know, and then it becomes obviously a, a a major you know major major problem in that instance. All all it needs to happen is Flash Gordon come out one time. Then you know what I mean. Like when you got one tech already, your back's against the wall. And Draymond usually is smart enough to understand the difference. He knows where the line is. I get all of that, but Flash Gordon could show up at a moment's notice, and then all of a sudden you're hitting the shower. So it, it, Draymond's not also above losing his cool. So um, you know that's that's why it can be a little dicey sometimes. But again, like that's just part of the part of basketball. And guys got to lobby for calls. So I understand why Draymond plays it that way. And let's be real, I I think we had a a lot of ways, Draymond had a pretty strong case tonight. Thought the rest blew a lot of calls that didn't go the Warriors' way, uh, either non-calls, you know, for against the Warriors uh, or calls on the Warriors that went the Lakers' way. So, you know, I I can feel and understand Draymond's frustration sometimes, but you know, it doesn't really matter. The refs ain't always trying to hear that. All right, let's let's run through some sound, and then we'll hear from uh, Antonio in Oakland as well. But uh, let's hear from from Steve Kerr first. We've also got some Curry and, and one cut. I wanted to play from Wiggins as well. First, here's Steve Kerr on on the LeBron shot right off the top and the Warriors' defense overall. He made a great shot, obviously. Uh, at the end, and you know, we've played against him so many times over the years. We we know how good LeBron is. We know uh, what he's capable of. So uh, he he came through for them. I've I've just loved our guys' effort the whole game. Draymond was amazing tonight uh, guarding Davis, and and I thought Wiggs did a great job on LeBron. Uh, Our guys really, really just battled and competed and uh, couldn't be more proud of uh, the the team for what they've become over the last couple of months. But this is a bitter bitter pill to swallow. You know, this was our game, and uh, we couldn't get it done. Yeah, and a, and a high level effort. You know, wasted is not the right word, but it's a it's a high level effort that goes for naught. Uh, and and now you have to suck it up and bounce back. And I think this team has shown an ability to to do that uh, after some tough losses this season to bounce back and 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 kind of know what it takes now. I you know I do think right. a game like tonight against the defending champs, when it doesn't go your way, it does put you immediately in that position to, you know. You know, you all right. Like you, you pick yourself up and you and you learn from those mistakes. I mean, the experience of just playing in a game like tonight and having it go down the way it did in a non-elimination scenario, I I do think there is some benefit to that. Big time, absolutely. And for guys like Poole, JTA, even Andrew Wiggins, uh, I'll throw Mulder in there. Although who knows, you know, what role he'll have next year, if any. Like. It's it is valuable for these guys, and look, that'll serve them well against Memphis on Friday night, and and if they get through that, it'll serve them well against the Jazz. This is all terrific experience, and and I still think too, there's you know a lot of these guys. It took them a little while to figure out how to play with Steph, like you know the the way Steph moves off the ball and kind of getting the heck out of his way, but also making sure where you're at positionally benefits Steph. Like it's a it's all a learning experience, and and these guys have been coached well. Um, you know, the, my my main point of contention with Kerr tonight and, and really anybody that was on the floor was once they got that last stop um, when you don't when you either don't push it or when you realize it's not happening you don't call timeout immediately I mean you're basically conceding defeat at that point in my estimation like you got the stop you're down three we all know what the deal is so either call timeout and drop a play or push it and make it happen what you can't do is have Steph just standing there dribbling it which is what happened for about five seconds there so um, that's where I have a little bit of a bone to pick with Steve Kerr tonight but by and large this experience will will I think do nothing but serve this team well and it shows them what it takes to to get it over the line like there's a reason why the Lakers are the defending champs they played like champs in the second half and down the stretch and that's why they won yeah, and I think I, I think they wanted to go. Like I think Steve Kerr wanted them to go initially, and then they didn't. And then it was, and, and then they went late. And then it, and then there it looked like they weren't going to get a shot. And then obviously it was an emergency timeout. But there's no question there was 
you know, a good five to six seconds when you look at Draymond getting credited for that rebound at, at 7.3 and the timeout coming at 2.1. So it's we're, we're looking a good five, six seconds uh, that, that the Warriors let slip in an opportunity to maybe get a, a better shot there. Let, let's hear uh, more from Steve Kerr uh, on the third quarter. Warriors were outscored 35-24 in that third quarter, uh, and he addressed uh, the obvious problem, the turnovers. We had five turnovers at half and I think 10 in the third quarter. And we knew they were going to come out. You know, we talked about it at halftime. You know, they're a great team. They're going to make a run, all that stuff. We got away from ourselves, though. I didn't even think that our turnovers were forced. I thought we uh, we just made careless decisions with the ball. And and that that's what turned the game. But love the way our guys responded in the fourth and, you know, coming back to make big plays and, and uh, you know, take the lead and, and give ourselves a chance to, to win. But we just couldn't couldn't quite pull it off. Yeah, no, it couldn't quite pull it off. And again, it's, you know, I know there were people going crazy on the text line. You know, Kerr's got to have them ready. How do you not come out ready? I mean, sometimes you come out a little loose. And I I, I wanted to hear this cut also from Andrew Wiggins, actually. And, and we don't hear from, from Wiggins a lot uh, here on Warriors Wrap-Up. But but Wiggins was asked about the third. And, and here's what he said. I'll let him say it. I feel like we just got a little loose. You know, we started turning over the ball, you know, a little bit too much and let them get out in transition. Every time we turned over, they were scoring on it. Uh, so we didn't get our set defense uh, down pat. So short and sweet for Wiggins. Got a little loose, though. That that implies not that the defense was ramped up. I, I think the, the, the forcefulness of the Lakers' offense was ramped up early, but I think the Warriors just... I mean, he hit it. They they got a little loose. They they got a little careless. And and you know, Steve Kerr reiterated it as well. Like it, they they kind of they kind of not took their foot off the gas, but just got sloppy. And it opened. It created a window that wasn't there previously for the Lakers. Yeah, hundred percent. And they they turned it up right. And and look, the Warriors got a little bit sloppy. Like we all saw the game, and and I agree with Coach. Like there were there's there's turnovers that happen in the flow of the offense um, when you're trying to make a play. There's turnovers where the defense makes a terrific play and just takes it away from you. And then there's turnovers that you're like, oh, really? And and those are the most deflating because you know that'll just cripple the flow of your offense it's got it it, it just it, that's when you just kind of feel like it starts slipping away because then you're like uh-oh because you know the Lakers are going to feed off that you know they're going to turn that into easy buckets crowd you know get starts to get going I mean it's it be it can become a real snowball effect so it's the unforced error type turnovers are the worst kind and the third quarter was littered with them let's get to Antonio in Oakland Antonio you're up next here on on Warriors wrap-up hey Antonio Hey, uh, not sure why uh, Mulder was in there, uh, kind of like towards the end of the game. You know, should have been somebody else, probably Bazemore. Um, get some turnovers and stuff, man. And that, uh, that, that whiny actor, narcissist LeBron James strikes again with his acting, actor of the year, Mel Gibson right there. You know, like, I mean, he's the biggest small forward, and he's like the biggest whiny crybaby, you know. That's kind of the equivalent of what, Derrick Henry being the biggest whiny running back, right? Yeah, you know, not not bad of analogy. But, yeah, that freaking shot was so lucky. That was like a the Eli Mang, the David Tyree play, you know. Got stuck to his helmet. It was basically like that because LeBron's not even the shooter, you know. But that's all I got to say, guys. That's my little rant, y'all, for, for the night. Antonio's taking it hard tonight. That was Man. an all-time great shot by an all-time great player, and it's no different than if Steph Curry had made the shot. And we've seen Steph Curry make that shot uh, uh, many times, and it's an all-time great shot by an all-time legend, Hall of Famer, great player. I'm just trying to remember when did Mel Gibson win Best Actor? I don't, I don't even think that ever happened. I'm, I'm, I'm literally scrolling through the Oscars right now. Uh, you know, winner for male Best Actor. Uh, nope, DDL, McConaughey, DiCaprio, <laughs> Oldman. Nope, don't see him in there. There's Joaquin Phoenix. That's my boy. Little Sean Penn action in '03. Um, yeah, no, I don't see him in there. So. Yeah, um, but look, man, come on. Can we give LeBron James some freaking props, please? I know. This is the Bay. They've got so many battles. I get it why Warriors fans are tired of LeBron's face. I get that. But, man, recognize the skills. Otherwise, I mean, you just it, it's, it comes across as a little haterish. Like, you can, you can detest, like, you know, some of the antics that he brings to the table. But as far as, like, what he does, like, in the game and the way that he impacts the game, Come on, man. Like, you're looking at the greatest player of this generation, period. Come on. 
yeah, you, you got to give him all the credit for knocking down that shot. And look, it, it it's unfortunate. I mean, it. I, I thought the Warriors. I'll be honest. I thought the Warriors were going to win the game after they came back and and actually got the lead in the middle of the third quarter. I or middle of the fourth quarter. I thought I did too. Hey, you know what? The Warriors have played a winning game tonight, and the Lakers really, I thought, hadn't. You know, for the most part, I thought the Warriors had more consistently played a winning game. And, you know, it just comes down to a couple of plays and that shot. And if that shot doesn't go in, you know, the game's probably going to overtime or the Warriors are able to get a better look. Uh, obviously, if that shot uh, doesn't go in uh, in the closing seconds and, and maybe maybe they wind up being the, the team that gets a call that, that puts them over the top or they go on you know, as, uh, you know, they go on and, and five more. I think five more minutes would have helped the Warriors at that point with the way that they were playing throughout the, the course of the night. Let, let's hear another one uh, here from Steph Curry this time. Uh, here's Steph on LeBron's game winner. It's a great shot. Broken play. I sunk in thinking, you know, he was kind of out of play and they found him. He got his balance just in time and knocked him down. So, you know, that's a, that was a tough one because you, you don't really expect it to go in. You expect us to get the rebound, come down in transition, have a possession to uh, to take the lead. But, you know, everything changes when it goes in. And, you know, all-time great players make great shots. That's what, that's what happens. You know, no different tonight, but it's a tough one. Yeah, and I, and I think, you know, you're thinking, okay, well, that shot's not going in, and then, damn, it's in the air, and it's like, oh, damn, that might that might actually go in, and then it did go in. Uh, but another possession where the Warriors played really good defense, and, you know, sometimes you just get beat by the shot making. Uh, let's hear a little bit more from Steph. The loss hurts. It's a heartbreaker, and I want to hear from Steve Kerr on this point as well, uh, but he, he thinks the Warriors are going to be just fine heading toward Friday. It is what it is. We we lost, so now we got to play another game. I mean, we everybody knows what the the rules are. I like it. I thought tonight was really exciting. I thought it was great for the league. Even though you know we were uh, the eighth seed, and in normal circumstances we would be automatically in the playoffs as the eighth seed. I think this is really good. I think it's been great for the NBA. And you know, so as far as we are concerned, you know, we've been in these situations before where you lose a really emotional game and. Got to turn around and play another one. It's just you know different rules. That's all. Different rules. It's not you know same team in a in a playoff series like it would be, but you just have to bounce back. And I'll say this for the Warriors, and, and then we'll hear from Steph on this in a moment. That was the the Kerr portion of that. Uh, Steph addressed it as well. But at least you're going home, and at least it's a short flight. I mean, the Warriors, by virtue of all the wins they racked up in the last couple of weeks of the season they still, as gut-wrenching as this is, are in a position to keep their season going at home uh, you know, against a team that they match up well against at 6 o'clock on Friday. And, and it's not like they had to go cross-country twice like Memphis will have to do. Right. No, no question. And, and absolutely, this was great theater. I mean, come on. Like, the playing tournament crushed tonight. There's no way around it. Like, it sucks it didn't go the Dubs way, but that was about two hours of as entertaining a basketball as you will ever find. Um, so good on the NBA for that. Of course, Kerr did have to throw in, hey, normal year, if we'd be the eight seed, we'd be moving on into the playoffs. Had to throw that in there, and, and I totally understand that. But look, that's their reward for being the eighth seed. Like, they lost a game. And now they get to go play a game at home to get into the playoffs. So the difference between eight and nine, we talked about it for months. Like, it was massive. And we always knew that that Memphis game was probably going to matter for a whole hell of a lot. It did. Um, And because the Warriors got that game, they still had wiggle room, right? They got the mulligan. Okay, you you, you had done tonight. Didn't beat the Lakers. You showed out. You showed up. You get all the credit for that. But you still need to win a game to get into the playoffs. And because you were the eighth seed and you nailed it, J.D., because you played well down the stretch, you get to play that game at home uh, at the Chase Center. And as a matter of fact, somebody's going to win some tickets to that game on the morning roast tomorrow morning. So make sure to be listening for that. Uh, and it's going to be fun, man. So playing tournaments, crushing. I know you know some Warriors fans feel aggrieved that, hey, look, they should already be in because they were the eighth seed. But, hey, if they were the ninth seed, we'd be feeling a little differently about that. It's just the way it goes. Yeah, and 7.30 tomorrow, 7.30 to 8. That's specifically when you want to be listening. We'll, we'll give you that much. 7.30 to 8 tomorrow on the morning roast, your opportunity to get into Chase Center uh, for the ball game on Friday night. That'll be a fun one. Play in tournament, elimination game for the eight seed, and a shot at the Utah Jazz. Uh, let's hear from Steph here before we call it a night uh, on the rough loss, but the belief that, that the Warriors still can 
can come out uh, and, and make the playoffs? We'll be ready. I mean, right now it's, it sucks. We played pretty well tonight. Missed this type of environment. Uh, it was a lot of fun. High intensity, high competitive level. It's proud of everybody that stepped foot on the floor tonight. But how we played, you know, they made a run in the third quarter. We turned the ball over and changed the game, but still gave ourselves a chance to win. And that's all we were worried about the last 48 hours. Walk in the locker room, your guys are upset, angry, frustrated. We didn't get the job done. But to your question, we'll be ready for Friday knowing kind of treat it like a regular season where you have to move on pretty quickly to a different team that we just beat and know that they're going to come in with the same desperation we're going to have and biggest game of the year. Biggest game of the year, elimination game, and the opportunity to play uh, basically at least another two weeks if you can get that one, which is, uh, you know, I think that's something everybody would love to see. Amen to that. Uh, so you got to get it done, though. Can't be feeling sorry for yourself. Look, this was a fun game. It was a hard-fought game. Warriors got nothing to be ashamed of, but they also got plenty to learn from, too. Like, it's just you look at that tape in the first half and be like, okay, this is Warriors basketball. If we play like this, we'll, we will be up 20 on, on the, at the half against Memphis. Uh, you look at that second-half tape, you start getting sloppy with the Rock, particularly in the third quarter. You play like that against Memphis, well, start making tee times because you're going to be golfing pretty quick. I do think the Warriors will bounce back and win that game, but, um, you know, Memphis certainly got some confidence beating the Spurs tonight. They had a hard-fought win as well. So, um, you know, and these teams now, a little bit of a familiarity, breeding contempt. Another huge game against Memphis in the span of less than a week. Like, that's that's fun. So we'll be here for all of it. We'll be ready to roll. And, uh, you know, hopefully the Warriors can, uh, can win a game that they'll be favored in and certainly should. But, you know, they still got to go out and execute for 48. Yeah, definitely have to go out and execute for 48. And we're going to be all over it all day tomorrow, all day Friday, Lead me up to tip off again, 6 o'clock for the Warriors and the Memphis Grizzlies on Friday here on 95.7 The Game. That's uh, going to do it for us, Covey. Good stuff. We're back tomorrow at 6 o'clock uh, with the final word, full four-hour edition. We'll, we'll get, a, chan- we'll get a, a night's sleep, a chance to collect ourselves, and then we'll be coming out uh, right at the top of that 6 o'clock hour tomorrow with 40 minutes of fury, and, and, and we'll be rolling. We'll be reacting to everything that happened tonight uh, again and, and also previewing that matchup against the Grizzlies. Tomorrow's going to be a really fun day here on 95.7 The Game, uh, and, and the reason it's going to be a fun day is because that was – it was just a great game. It was great, and I think Steph mentioned it, to, to just see the Warriors back playing in games with some major stakes. Like, they were back on the national playoff stage tonight. I know it's not technically playoffs, but it, it sure as hell felt like it. It felt like a finals game tonight, to be honest, with LeBron and AD and Staples Center and, and everything. It, 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 it was cool to see the Warriors back on that stage again. It wasn't no regular season game, baby. We know that. Um, I, I'd be lying if I said it wasn't legit a little tired right now, man. That game took it out of me. I had a long day today. So, yeah, man, I'm going to go hit the hay. I got to take Knuckles out to take his little late-night walk, and then it's bedtime for your boy, but I'll be ready tomorrow. Good stuff, brother. All right, for Ryan Covey, I'm John Dickinson. Back tomorrow, 6 o'clock, back on Friday at 4.30, uh, along with Gary St. Jean for Warriors Live here on 95.7, the game, the Dubs and the Grizzlies. Keep it locked to 95.7 the game all day long tomorrow and again you have an opportunity to get a pair of tickets to Friday's game against the Grizzlies between 7.30 and 8 the morning roast with Kate and Bonte and Chasky. Thanks to Sterling. Thanks to Bobby Spang. Thanks to everybody back in our San Francisco studios. I'm John Dickinson. We'll talk to you tomorrow 6 o'clock on the final word. Lakers beat the Warriors tonight 103-100 to and you heard it right here on 95.7 the game.